Welcome in, potty people. This is Potty Podcast Cinema. With me, as always, is Andy. I am Dan, and we've got not a ton of stuff, but a lot of really good stuff uh, to talk about. Uh, this has been like there's been a lot of things coming out. Uh, one of the shows I forgot it had even come out, and then it dropped, and there's like seven episodes out. So we binge through that, and we'll go over that. Um, let's get into it, Andy. Unless you got anything let's else you want to add, how's, how, no, no, how's your day uh, going? It's going fantastic. Uh, this whole week, yeah, like you said, a lot of things popping up that we didn't expect. And yeah. uh, uh, I mean, we get uh, we have Girls by Night tomorrow night. That's right. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I did, did not realize that was this soon. I have I've been struggling to kind of get to the the theaters lately, just because there's been so much stuff on Agreed. TV yep. that it's like, and and if I don't, and, you know, and then oh man, I type. I tried to type in IMDb and somehow I got African Cam Studio, which is 100% what I was you looking did. for. Yeah. I forgot the O. It's going off your history. I put in IMDb.com, but I forgot the O, and somehow that led, led to this. That's a that's a sharp turn. People also, people also often search for. <laughs> did you mean did you mean this <laughs> do you mean yeah. <laughs> oh man i don't even remember what i was trying to look up now i was just trying to see what movies are coming out this week but boy i got oh i, I already I already put that on the old list there oh did you the okay. all right great yeah. well, we can get that later um let's start yes. off with the movie that came out a while ago but then it just came out on i think amazon last week and that was bullet train i was gonna go see this in the theater because it felt like a, a theater too. kind of movie um, and it just kind of like it just kind of got away from me, but uh, man, it was great. So five assassins aboard a swiftly moving bullet train to find out that their missions have something in common. Uh, directed by David Leash, which uh, he's done uh, John Wick and Atomic Nobody, Blonde, right? Atomic Blonde. Yeah, he's the stuntman turned director who has been making great, like just fun, over the top action movies, and the action's always amazing. And the cast in this was dying. Simple plot, a lot of action. Yeah. What was it? Right, you told me one time plot, yeah. either have a simple plot and tell it uh, and tell it in a difficult way, or have a difficult plot and tell it in a simple way. This is yes. simple, simple, simple. But it's it's fantastic. Yep. Um, I don't. Well, but I would say the action isn't simple. I mean, no, that's the, yeah, that's the part that's, that's complicated. Yeah. yeah so. um, I don't want to say too many of the names because a lot of them are kind of surprises yeah, but yeah don't do that um brad pitt uh, is the lead and he's he plays a hitman named ladybug and he is hilarious he's like a reluctant hitman um joey king who's been great and stuff oh my god though the best though aaron taylor johnson and brian tyree henry as the brother as the twins they call them the twins it's clear they aren't tangerine and lemon tangerine yeah. and lemon those two stole every yeah, scene they, they were so great um Andrew, it is not easy to steal a scene from Brad Pitt, by the way. Yeah. Just want to throw that up. And do you yeah. know how hard that is? Yeah. Like, and they, ah, oh, Jesus. Amazing. Um, Andrew Koji, um, Hiroyuki, oh, man, I can't remember say his name. Hiroyuki Sanada. Oh, you're jumping into the spoilers. No. Go ahead and stop there. No, I'm not. He, everyone, you know, he's in the very first scene. Right. He's not in the trailers. That's all I meant. Hiroki, uh, Hiro, well, they're going to find out five minutes into the movie that Hiroyuki Sanada's in it. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to kind of stop there. The only other person I would say is Bad Bunny's in it. And I was like, ooh, Bad Bunny, the, the, uh, the rapper or singer. I don't know. I've never listened to this stuff, but apparently he's like number one on Spotify. Um, he's in it and it's kind of interesting the way they tell a story and like people's background is they, they have, it's like a little movie within a movie. 
and he mm-hmm. was good in his. He didn't have a ton of talking, but he his part was really good. I was surprised. Yeah, overall, I mean, that top to bottom, uh, it was great. And like each train car basically was yeah, like a new story and a new character mm-hmm. and a new cameo, and it was a great great way to do it. And uh, yeah, I uh, I mean, the thing I really took away from I mean, we already knew it was going to be amazing action, mm-hmm. and it was it was amazing action. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And seeing Brad Pitt as this kind of inept hitman in a way. I mean, he was a good he was a good hitman. He was he, he knew how to reluctant. fight. You know, he's he, a reluctant. He was he's a reluctant hitman. Man. Yeah, it, and almost like a hippie hitman. <laughs> it was just reformed. So yeah, he's been he's had some therapy and he's trying to work through uh, because he thinks he has bad luck. And so, but he's trying to work it through felt. That. Yeah, you know what it felt like to me. Do you remember True Romance? Yeah, with Christian Slater. Do you remember that was Brad one of Brad Pitt's first ever? Yeah, uh, he was the uh, stoner on the couch. Where he's the stoner. It felt like we were watching a movie about that stoner <laughs> <laughs> turned into a hitman, and this is him now. Like, because he was even, hey man, yeah, <laughs> like months through the, It was just, I don't know. It was a lot of fun, and uh, and he just, yeah, I don't want to give away any any uh, cameos, but there were there were just some interactions with some of the other cameos that were fun. Yeah. Almost. And, and Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, we already knew Brian Tyree Henry is amazing. Wow, but we but, knew Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson was amazing. He's always been. We good. did, but we did. But I I read kind of a small blurb about how one thing a lot of people in Hollywood were really impressed with was that he truly stood his own toe to toe with Brad Pitt. Yeah, like when they were together, like it wasn't like this is a Brad Pitt thing. It was like it was their thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they real and then it showed a lot of people that he could carry his own movie or show, you know, that he has the ability to do it, which, and I agree, you it's and I kind of already were fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's not new information for us, but I think it, it gave Hollywood what they needed to probably green light some things. Um, unfortunately, one of them's Craven, but uh, I think he'll get other things green lit. Oh, is he supposed to be Craven? This. Oh my God. That would have been he awesome. He is going to be Craven. He's going to yeah, be. Well, oh. sounds. Oh yeah, it looks like it's filming. <laughs> yeah, that's his next movie. He's filming. No, I know it's it's oh, it's in but process. It's Sony. There it is. Uh, there it is. That's why you got to stop with the excitement. Yeah, uh, it's, I'm done. <laughs> I was. I still think Jared Leto could have done a good Morbius, just not for Sony. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's not like it's not like <laughs> the casting's been a problem. Like this is great. Aaron no. Taylor Johnson, Russell Crowe, Alessandro Nivola. Um, yeah, this could have been good but it's sony so i have no faith yeah, I'm, I'm frequently impressed great very impressed with the cast that sony gets with the exception of woody Harrelson. uh very impressed with the cast they get top to bottom on their shows despite them constantly dropping the ball and being god awful yeah no i agree sorry i got an ambulance going behind me for some reason and there's construction outside so that sucks um yeah no i like that guy i think yeah brian tyree henry and his scene with uh, Brad Pitt held his own. I mean, everyone came to play on this. I didn't realize till just now that was Logan Lerman that's the son. I didn't either. Yeah. I like characters. Logan Lerman. Yeah. He's underrated. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I didn't know it was him either. I got to admit. But, uh, uh, and there was another one that was just, you know, just criminally, like there was three seconds of her footage in cameo, but uh, probably because other things got cut. But um, yeah, that was, that was really good. I would, I would pay. Damn near anything to watch a uh, uh, Tangerine and Peach spinoff. 
movie. Yeah. If you could give me a prequel movie, ah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, because it showed that they'd been around for a while. Yeah, I would watch. That was really. I mean, good. that could be a series. Yeah. <laughs> Tangerine and Peach. Yeah. Uh, Tangerine yeah. and Lemon. Yeah. yeah. And Lemon, Lemon. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Tangerine and Lemon. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a Peach. So let me give. Let me ask you this then. What is your? What would you give this? Oh my God, uh, I give this a nine point two. Yeah, really? Wow, that's hot. Yeah, I I loved it. I did yeah, too. I, I mean, especially the I, and I hate to say that you didn't get to see the end credit live, but yeah. uh, watch the end credits. Yeah, I forgot it, to. I gotta go back and see that. that I didn't know there that was put one. it over. Oh, I put it over the edge for me because I was just. I mean, me, the word is only cackling. I was cackling. It was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, I really oh. enjoyed it. Oh. And I love Andrew Koji, by the way. Big fan of his. Yeah, he, he's doing good stuff. Yeah. No, I well, to go back and watch that. He's good and bad stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um yeah, I would probably I mean, I run the thing is it's for what it we always say you got to judge it on what it was trying to be. What it tried to be, mm-hmm. it successfully did. And I Exactly. Like I was at I mean, I struck I was like 8.89 somewhere around there. It was it was what I wanted it to be. It was fun. Like you kind of just shut your mind off and just enjoy the hell out of it. Um IMDb gave it a 7.4, which is an 8.4 in real life. Um, mm-hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, 53% from critics, but that's not entirely crazy for me just because this was yeah, not a I movie for it. critics. Um, the audience score was a 76%, and I also kind of get that because this is not meant for everybody. People go and see a Brad Pitt movie, and this is not like any other Brad Pitt movie I've seen, um, but it seemed like, oh my God, this must have been so much fun to make. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Would, for what it tried to be, I would say it's probably about a nine. You're, you're telling me a movie with a line of dialogue of Brad Pitt looking and caressing a toilet saying, God, this makes me wish I had one in the chamber. Yeah. It's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. I totally agree. I mean, if you don't, you know, the litmus test is smoking aces. If you like smoking aces, yeah. you're going to love this movie. If that's not the kind of movie that's for you, you don't, maybe it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it very much, yeah, after I got done watching it, that's what I kind of equated it to, was it felt very much like Smoking Aces, but I think I liked, God, I haven't, it's been a long time since I've seen Smoking Aces, but I think I liked this a little bit more. This had a better pacing and tempo, I think, than Smoking Aces. Agreed. Okay. Um, let us move on. So the next on the list is Andor. Um, the prequel to uh, Rogue One uh, in the Star Wars universe um, brought back the, the the writer Tony Gilroy, and Rogue One was the Gilroy. best Star Wars yeah. movie. I, I'm just gonna it, it, it's the best Star Wars movie is Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And so when they're coming <clears> out yep. with this, and I was excited, and you've always been saying I want them to get away from Skywalker. I want to get away from Skywalker. They did that both with, with Rogue One and with Andor. And the filming of this, I was talking to, with a buddy of mine earlier this morning about. He's like, I love Star Wars, but I hate almost all the movies except for Rogue One and the original trilogy. And the shows have been way too campy. And I was like, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. I so like, where's the like? The book, well, because the books are good. The original trilogy yeah, is good. Yeah, like the potential. The world building is great. Yeah. The and, world building is what you come for, in my opinion. And and you hope that the characters will live up to it. But frequently you're getting let down. Yeah. But not in this. And this, it has been, they filmed it like it's a movie. Like this feels... Yes. Like it's got more. If 
I feel like the other Star Wars shows couldn't decide whether they wanted to be uh, a kid show or an adult show, and then therefore kind of failed at both. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a kid, so I, I don't know if they've enjoyed it. I'm, it probably has been better for kids, but for adults, it has been skimpy um, on on the enjoyability. But this has been phenomenal, and I cannot wait uh, for more of it. I think we are. What are we? Five episodes in. Yeah, now have you seen the most recent one? Yes, I yeah, I just watched it. I think was it last okay. night. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's extremely cinematic. Yeah, and it was. It's kind of funny because Tony Gilroy is known for being kind of a long-winded storyteller in a good way. Um, and yeah, so this was. I was wondering, you know, is this going to be a good six-episode show? But yeah, he made, and well, I forget how many episodes it actually is, but he made like an eight-episode movie, and it's uh, it's been great. Um, like this, this episode, for for instance, if you had to tell people what it was, I would just say it's just more setup. <laughs> it was just like a, it felt like 30 minutes of a movie pulled out of it. Yeah. No, you thought the whole more than its episode? Own episode. Yeah. They kind of smoothed some edges. Like there was a lot of, there was some mystery on some stuff. And I felt like this one, they kind of, they went into it, explained some things and now they're kind of set up for, okay, the next episode is going to be the heist. Get your, get ready. Yeah. Yeah, I very much agree. So, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know how... We've talked about this before, if you've listened. It, this is probably one of the best things I've ever seen. Like, it's got the potential to be amazing. And I have to admit, I wasn't very excited about this no, one at first. Yeah. Because, I, like you said, I really liked Rogue One, but I was just like, you know, not so much the Skywalker things trying to get rid of. It was just like, we, even, we know where his story ends. Like, just like Obi-Wan. I was like, we know where their story ends. So I'm not that interested in seeing just more of the middle. Like, we're just trying to flush out every five minutes of the timeline and from every character's perspective from here to eternity. Like, give me new things. But this does feel very much like a new thing because, and probably the most important part of the whole Skywalker saga, if you will, Mm -hmm. is that uh, we're finally seeing, how did the dang rebellion start? Yeah, I mean, I'm much Rebel more Alliance, the, the Rebel, yeah, because it's the, the Alliance. Alliance. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah, the the Alliance of all these individual rebels throughout the solar system. And yeah, this, that's the part that we've never seen, and probably the most important. Because who are you more impressed with, the a superhero that fights lesser beings, or the you know the day to day people that are going up against some someone where Darth Vader might show up and destroy them? Yeah, uh, yeah. So this has been this has been very. Very interesting to watch. I I'm, I'm, can't wait for more. Um, yeah, I, this has been fantastic. I, I get excited every Wednesday when this is coming out. Um, then on Sundays, House of the Dragon. Now, I you, I think you said you were not excited at all about this. I was interested no. just because it was off the book. They could kind of do whatever they want. They could cast whoever they want, make their own characters. And so I was, I was intrigued. I was like, all right, well, let's see what they do with it. And after the first episode, because the first one's pretty dense and they're introducing all these characters, mm-hmm. it's been great. Like, I'm excited to see where this goes. There's intrigue everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I I think it's been really good. It's been really good. I just, I'm having a hard time caring. <laughs> I think it's just the whole genre is what's got me kind of turned off. I don't know. I'm just, I feel like. I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm having a hard time hitting play every time. Really, it makes I, sense. Like I tend to enjoy what I'm watching. I'm just having a hard time hitting play because I'm like, oh, 
we kind of more of the same. Like this, this most recent episode, I was just, eh, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. Really? I, 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 I enjoyed like, it. Yeah, I feel like there's another time jump coming, though, the way they're setting it there up. Is. Like, yeah. It feels like they're going to be following, you know, the house of the dragon over a couple hundred years. Like, I, yeah. I have a feeling we may be three generations removed by the time we were done with this series. Oh, yeah. Well, so the kid that lost his eye, like, he, they're going to do a time jump where he's older now, too. And now he's got a dragon. Yeah, I saw that. No, I mean, yeah, yeah I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, the story has been good so far. Um, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Now, if it ends up resulting in just kind of being dumb, I, okay, fair enough. But it, so far, it's, it seems like it's on the track to be good. Yeah, no, it, no, it, it could be. Uh, um, but, you know, I mean, there's people that just sci-fi is not their thing. I guess I'm just feeling like I'm kind of just over it. <laughs> yeah, on the whole fantasy side of it, because some of it just feels fantasy for fantasy's sake, and like there's a lot of tropes that are going along with it. And some of it, I'm, I'm like, okay, like this is really good writing from time to time. Like I, I do think it's really good writing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I am interested in that aspect, though. Like you said, so we've already had. I mean, the parents as kids. Now they're grown up and they have kids, and now we're going to see the kids grown up in the next time jump. I, I think they're going to, I think this is going to be a thing where I think we're going to follow ancestry. I think, I think we're going to see this, this new kid with the, with the eye cut out. I yeah. think we're going to see his great, great, great grandkids before the series is up. Mm, I think okay. we might see like, yeah, I think there might be time jumps every couple episodes for the next, it feels like that's what they're setting up. Cause that gig in the house of the dragon, I mean, that, I mean, a family house, you're talking about all your ancestry, it right? Could, it like, could think, lead to the destruction right before Robert Baratheon came in and took yeah, him down. Yeah, I was going to say. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, they, Even well, up to the Khaleesi being born, potentially. Who knows? That's interesting. I tell you, One thing I don't, uh, that's kind of bothered me is, why is all the technology the exact same? Like, they haven't made any headway. <laughs> well, it's, there's not really technology. It's more just magical, right? There's no... But still, like, you have to, like... At some point, we moved on from swords to gunpowder to other things, and it's like it seems like they've like the fashion, everything is exactly the same. Because this takes place what two hundred years before Game of Thrones. I think that's what. Well, do they ever say specifically the number of years? I thought they. I thought they said hundreds of years, but maybe they did say two hundred. Um, uh, one hundred seventy-two years before the birth of da- Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, well then, yeah, they can't go too many generations. Yeah. Well, no, I guess, I don't know. But, I don't know. But these people, <laughs> I think the dragon people tend to live longer. Mm-hmm. Could be okay. wrong. Could be wrong. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, to eat their own. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to finish the first season and then I might do Lord of the Rings. But um, yeah, if you're not, if you're just out on fantasy right now, then yeah, I get that. I feel like it was like oversaturated. But, oh, definitely. Uh, maybe, maybe wrong. Then of those green, do you remember the green bombs that, uh, that somebody used uh greek fire she like blew up part of the whole city yeah the green fire thing yeah greek greek fire uh, yeah what do they call it i think it's greek fire i mean that greek fire was a thing that actually existed like where water would just make it spread further i don't remember if that's what this was well this was like literally like green orbs that she put underneath the no i know what you're uh, talking about i just don't remember what yeah it's called. yeah blowing up well I, the reason i brought it up is she mentions once like this was used Hundreds of years, you know, this has been used hundreds of years ago and people forgot about it. It was used in the battle of blah, 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 <laughs> you know, 
uh, I wonder if we might see that again because you're talking about technology and bombs and gunpowder. Like that, that might be a weapon we see okay. used here because they've they've alluded to it being used in the past. Okay. And now we're in the past. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, let us move on to a show that I know we both like, and that is Reboot. Um, this is from <laughs> yes. Stephen Levitan, who has a huge history of TV shows. He did Modern Family, Just Shoot Me, um, Larry Sanders Show, L.A. to Vegas, which was criminally underrated, only got one season. Um, but Greg the Bunny, been around forever. So this is follows an early 2000s family sitcom that Hulu, and it's owned by Hulu, has rebooted in their dysfunctional cast that must deal with their unresolved issues in today's fast-changing world. Um, so... It's basically the show that, like, I don't think, like, Perfect Strangers or, or like, um, uh, what was, what's the one that actually, Full House, that actually got the reboot. It's something like that. Like, everyone's doing it. So there's this writer, Hannah. It's very much like Full House. Yeah. yeah. So this writer, played by Rachel Bloom, wants to bring the show back but give it a little bit more edge. And so they're trying to bring back the old cast and stars um, Keegan-Michael Key, who was the uh, the dad. And apparently the family dynamic is the dad, the mom the the uh, son brother. and the uh, not the brother it was uh, Gi- giant Knoxville characters plays the new dad because King Michael Key was the old dad if I understand that right or one of them was the no no he he calls him uncle in the in in the show well they don't have the same last name hmm. yeah well no she, it's, Stur- it's Judy Greer's brother oh is it, it? oh you might be yeah right. oh, okay yeah she's married that's why they have a different name yeah i yeah she oh, calls him uncle and, you're, and okay. he he just never moves out he lives with his sister okay yeah. i gotcha well uh yeah so keegan michael key plays the dad uh johnny Knoxville well, plays the brother i did not realize I, was, I missed that family dynamic but um and i tell you what, i wasn't i mean keegan michael key is always good and i thought he'd be fantastic in this judy greer mm-hmm. is uh, a hidden gem and I don't great. know how it's hidden. I don't yeah. either. Well, that's like Catherine Hahn. Nobody really under like appreciated Catherine Hahn until I mean Hollywood gets it. Hollywood gets it. Yeah. It's it's the average person that doesn't tend to know and appreciate yeah. them. You know, both of them. Yeah, because they. I mean, no one gets as many opportunities as them. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Johnny Knoxville plays. Uh, so, Keegan Michael Key's character. They were all in the show. He left to pursue a acting career because he wanted to be in something more serious, and he just thought this is beneath him. Uh, once he leaves, the show crumbles, and everyone's kind of fend for themselves. So Judy Greer ends up marrying the Duke of some <laughs> Eastern European country, yeah. and then he's cheating on her, so she, he gets rid of her, and she has nothing. So she's coming back because she has nothing else. Um, Johnny Knoxville plays a character who uh, was in and out of jail and drinking and drugs and just that life is a mess and he's trying to get back on the right track and he man i tell you what johnny knoxville has been great in this um, really really good and then yeah. this one kid calem worthy calem worthy i never heard of him but it looks like he used to be on some disney channel shows and it's funny because he plays he was the kid in the show and he's kind of stunted um being that same kid and being too young and he's just kind of a mess and it seems the character seems like it should have been ridiculous and annoying but not only is Caleb Worthy done a really good job of this they've written it pretty well and his does mom it feel is, like Frankie Muniz is who he's supposed to be kind of uh I think he's just an amalgamation of all those Disney kids uh yeah apparently Frankie Muniz has done pretty well like he's invested his money and he's sitting all right doesn't need to act uh yeah but this kid was in a you know a bunch of those like 
straight to video movies with kids and stuff like that. And then Carrie Kenny is his mom, who is I love Carrie Kenny, and he's been good. I mean, the whole thing. And then turns out Rachel Bloom, who's trying to revitalize the show, she can't because the person who owns it is um, Paul Reiser. Uh, Paul Reiser's character Gordon, who turns out to be her father, and she loved the show because this. She basically just watched the show to be close to her dad when she's young. So there's like there's a a daughter and distant father dynamic that they're working on, and oh my god, they're both they're both so talented, and it's been so good watching them. Well, and he didn't he leave her and had a whole new family. Yeah, yeah, he left. Uh, yeah, her yeah. family had so, a new one. Yeah, so she's got the abandonment the... issues too. But the gem of the show is just the, the 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 back and forth between his chauvinistic generation and and the millennial writers that yeah. she staffed a place with, and the and the back and forth between the ideas they have between what's funny then and what's funny now, what's universally remade funny and what's not, and and where the millennials need to lighten up and where the um, the old, older chauvinistic people need to learn a little bit, and it's just so well done and managed and so funny and just yeah it's been i i saw the trailer for it and i thought this looks pretty good and i said you i was like we gotta watch this right and uh i had no idea this good no i just no idea this good this is amazing and uh it's you can tell it's the guy who wrote modern family and he gets an r-rated show yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it could because it's those, you know, say what you will about Modern Family, which by the way, I'm rewatching the final two seasons right now because I quit on that show like yeah, four seasons out. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Every bit is good as season one. Oh, wow. it's just we got sick of it. Yeah. we just got sick well, of it, it which, which I get. But it also kind of got it. All the characters kind of became um, uh, like exaggeration version, exaggerated versions of themselves. It, it, it gets better, I promise. Like, okay. I, I went back, I started, I'm sorry, three seasons out. I'm doing the last three seasons. So I started with the premiere, and I'm like, I'll figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's delightful. Okay, I might go <laughs> but, back. Uh, yeah, it's the, delightful. The, the, problem... the characters and the kids grow up, so yeah. in a good way, in a good way. Well, um, But the... this is the same thing as I was going to say, is this is, they, they have the feels mixed in with the hilarity, and uh, it's just, I, I don't know, I'm only five episodes in, and I, totally love this show yeah yeah no it's fantastic yeah they dropped the first three episodes which we binged right away right and then it's been one episode a week after that i think it comes out on sunday monday Tuesday, something like that um and i'm secretly grateful for that yeah i know <laughs> otherwise i'd blow through it but yeah we watched we nailed we, we blew through all three and i was like okay we'll see but after the third episode i was like ooh, i think i'm pretty hooked and then the fourth and the fifth, the the fourth and fifth, the end of the fourth episode, I was like, nope, this is this is genius. And then the fifth episode, I was like, yeah, uh, this is my new favorite comedy. I think it is. It's it's my new favorite. I can't wait for more. Yeah. And I mean, they nailed it. I hate that it's on Hulu because I feel like not enough people are going to see this. Yeah. Um. Because who watches Hulu? Let's be honest. No one. We do. <laughs> we do because we're watching it. I mean. I, I know. I know. I know. We are. But there's things I'm on Hulu. Saying, like, there's things on Hulu. I got a package for like I think for a year. I did something where it's like Disney, ESPN Plus, and Hulu mm-hmm. for like 70, 80 bucks. It's like, all right, I'll do that. That's fine. I mean, I can use that. I like the 30 for 30s on ESPN Plus. Um, and it's just frustrating when you're you're in a party with like 10 people and you're like, anybody watching Reboot on Hulu? And it's yeah. just crickets. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, there's no one to 
Yeah. No one watches this. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. They should. They all should. Speaking yeah. of something no one should watch, bodies, bodies, bodies. So you <laughs> told me last week you should well, watch put it this. Here. It's 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 oh, I worth didn't watching. Say that. You said it's worth watching. You should I check it. Well, I asked you. I said I was. I said so I'm, I'm going to either watch. I'm going to either watch bodies, 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 or I'm going to watch. Uh, uh, I think it was either Greatest Beer Run Ever or something else. You said, oh, make it bodies, bodies, bodies. It's like, oh, okay. So yeah, it wasn't Greatest Beer Run Ever. It was something different. But uh, yeah, it was. Look. You asked, you you kept comparing it to all the, all the A24 things, and I was like, no, don't do that, don't do that, because uh, you're like, oh, they let me list like all the A24, and I'm like, stop it, stop it, don't do that. Uh, I was like, I can see why they made it, as I said, like it makes sense why they took it, why they why they took a chance on it because it wasn't the typical uh, 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 slasher film, as I guess I was looking at the word for yeah. it, it was a slasher film. They kind of did an interesting. T- turn on on it by making it really a story almost about social media today and uh and that's why i thought it was interesting and i liked it i liked the i liked the satire on today's social media was that you think you're watching the slasher film and you you know it 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 immediately turns to somebody has to take thinks something's happened everybody starts immediately turning on somebody and then you know somebody makes a comment and they all start turning on that person that which you know just escalates and escalates to the point that there's like two people alive with with an interesting twist ending that i think made it worth watching because you realize that what you've been watching was totally different than what you thought you were and it had a message that i found to be really interesting and true and so if it had just been the typical slasher film that's an awful movie but the ending to me like made up for the rest of it and made it made it more of an interesting thing that i ended up having seen okay yeah i mean it it was an hour and a half and that seemed like a little bit long it seemed like someone had a cool idea while sitting on the turtle Mm -hmm. and they're like i can make this into a movie um (laughs) but it should have been a short story I mean, you're right. That, and that basically is what it is. But you're right. That You know what? It almost could have been uh, shortened even further and been a Black Mirror episode if there had been some you know amount what? of tech that's involved. Po- that, yeah, you know what? That's what it should have been. It should have been a Black Black Mirror mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, that's a good way yep. to put it. All right, let's move on because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, Fair enough. She-Hulk. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you lo- uh, move on, though, okay. did you realize that's that, that the main girl in that show is the one who will be the lead of the Acolyte, the new Star Wars series? Oh, yeah. Just yeah, wanted to turn it about that. Yeah. No, yeah. The acting yeah, yeah. It was, no, the acting in it was great. It's got a great cast. Um, yeah. It was just, it was a Black that's Mirror episode that was about 45 minutes too long. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Moving on to She-Hulk. So we got the... Uh, the penultimate episode, yeah, because it's the eighth episode. There's nine total ones. Um, we got some things in this one. We got Daredevil. So many things. Yeah, we got Daredevil in it. We've got um, Jennifer Walters in the suit that she wears in the, uh, the the onesie that she wears in the comics. And we got some information towards the, the end of the show of, like, what's happening with her. So, basically, before... There was this website called an Intelligista or something like that. That was, it's like all those. I don't think it's like it's supposed to be like a, a intelligentsia. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. like a four chan or something like that, where everyone thinks they're really smart, but it's basically a lot of incels hating on their. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah hating on women. Yeah, for, yeah, for just because like she, she hooked up with someone and they're like she's a slut. Like, well, I mean, she's dating. <laughs> you know, it's not like if she was if <laughs> yeah. she because that's kind of the thing is like how. 
how different it is for a woman to be a superhero than it is a man and kind of how people address that. And they speak straight to the camera. They break the fourth wall, as they did in the comics, to kind mm-hmm. of to kind of explain everything, which I thought they've done a good job of that. This It's been kind of like a... Uh, the tone has been like a cheesy rom-com, kind of, but it's it's almost like it nods at itself to, to, to point that out so that it's not that, if that makes sense. It does. It was, it's, it's been very much a, uh, let's show people what, uh, what a double-edged sword it is yeah. uh, to be a woman in this, in this environment. And, uh, the double standards is what I was looking for yeah. of, of being a woman and doing the same thing in the same atmosphere. And, uh, you very much similar to, they make a line about your, what's it like being a female lawyer? It's like, well, you're constantly asking me what it's like to be a female lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> instead of a lawyer, you know, and so that was that was a great line because you're like, okay, there you go. That that's the show in a nutshell. Yeah. Um. And uh, but it was it's been great. And then finally seeing the payoff that everybody wants to see of it, how it's dovetailing into the MCU overall, uh, has been a blast. I know that the character in Daredevil had a thing in the comics too, so that makes perfect sense. Well, they're both lawyers. Um, they're both lawyers, which is yeah, both they, lawyers. They would be and... in the same universe, granted across the country, but still. Yeah, and and it and it makes I love how they make the cameos truly make sense for the story and yeah. not just shove it in just because we can. But he's right; he was the impetus to say, "Look, what you you and I are very similar. We're, you know, you can be what you need to be for your clients during the day and use the law. But when the law fails, then you have the ability to help them then too." Yeah. And and she wasn't doing that. She's yeah. like, you've, you've never. And she's like, I'll do things my way. He's like, you've never done this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know, you follow me. You've never done this. Yeah. And I thought, God, yeah, what a great point. And he's like, he's literally showing her the way on how to be a superhero instead of just in. Yeah. And love that. Love that aspect of it. Um, and the relationship, the way they play it off each other was phenomenal. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. They have. Yeah. They have good chemistry. Oh, my God. The chemistry is great. I don't want to say too much. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, I would skip the next like, f- skip the next like, f- two to three minutes because we're gonna be talking about this. But the uh, the walk of shame with uh, with oh, Daredevil so was so. I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. That was so. There were some good, really good parts of it like that, and then where they set it up to look like he, it was going to be the the notorious or not notorious, but the famous hallway fight scene that he had in season one when it was on Netflix that Daredevil did. And then she just crashes through the ceiling. She's like, you're really going to take these guys out one at a time? It's going to take forever. And then she just moves on. And, 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 then, and then the guy that wants to be the, the frog, he's, you know, he's a rich, uh, frog rich man, guy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the frog man. Leapfrog. Yeah, leapfrog. And his place is called the lily pad, which he has in a big sign. And into the, the discussion How do you feel of, about being the frog squad? Yeah. In the discussion between what's a goon and what's a henchman. He's like, well, the, the, a goon is a hired yeah. assassin where a, a henchman is a true believer. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. covered a lot of ground with those two in they this. Did. That they did a really good job. This this is, I think, might be their best episode. It was. I mean, even the what were you going to take thirty minutes picking them off one at a time? He's like, "Well, you caused excessive property damage." Yeah. <laughs> Which I immediately thought when uh, after their first fight, she destroys the top level of a parking garage, which, by the way, costs hundreds of millions. Yeah, she's like throwing <laughs> hundreds, expensive cars. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's like, I was like, she's like, oh, I better go leave a note. I'm yeah. Like, says, what? Jennifer can't pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to, we're going to see something there. But uh, no, that, and then I do, since you already told people to fast forward, I, I think it's important. Uh, I think it's interesting that we get the ending that we have, right? We get the ending that we have. Uh, somebody's basically setting her up on purpose to, to Hulk out. Yeah, you know, to Hulk rage in the middle of a of a public event. But when you notice when she goes outside, the Department of Damage Control is already there. Yeah, and 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 testing. they let that guy go. She catches one of the masked guys that's in. Uh, uh, they she drops yeah, him. He, he takes right off, and they don't bat an eye. They're there for her because I think this was. Yeah, it could be them the whole time that's trying to get her blood. Totally agree. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think it is too. I, I and I think that they they dropped one of the most important lines of the. Uh, of the MCU uh, during this episode, during the court case where Matt says, and you know, you understand that this Sokovia court has been repealed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, you and I know, and, and most listeners may know that at some point in the MCU, you know, mutants have already been introduced now, right? And it's going to become a big thing. And part of the huge story of the mutants and the X-Men and all this is the mutant registration act and the government coming after the mutants uh, and, and the Sentinel program being created for that reason. I think they've really, really been doing a good job doing a slow build towards the Sentinel program, which is what I think the Department of Damage Control is. Okay. Um, and part of that process will probably be and be interested of uh, them getting your blood, trying to create these things to be, or, or maybe even soldiers at first, to be stronger, you know, better, better soldiers. And I think that's where we get Red Hulk from. But uh, okay, we'll see. that's good. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it would make sense, because that was Thunderbolt Ross in the comics, yeah. was the Red Hulk. So it makes sense that it's somebody government-related, just like he was, that's, that's using it specifically to neutralize the threats that is mutants and superheroes and yada yada. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah. Great well, episode. And we're going to find out who that is next week, I imagine, because Thunderbolt... I, it, it can't be Thunderbolt Ross unless they recast, because... Uh, William Hurt, the actor yeah, who played Thunderbolt Ross, yeah. he died. Yeah, so that's going to be. So I think there's going to be yeah. a lot released, uh, a lot of info released next week. Let's just take one second though to appreciate it. <laughs> the way they play with the audience when they do break the fourth wall is mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. To the point that she's like, "Oh wait, is the finale next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we here already?" She goes, "She goes, I feel." Like, what she say? Wait, we're going to the ball to the gala now. This seems early. I thought this episode was over. Yeah. <laughs> she's like this is this is the point where the episode is really over. She's like, unless we're gonna have some surprise twist cameo, and then Ginger Gonzalez jumps out with her makeup brushes like Wolverine. <laughs> Oh, with yeah. claws. He goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, oh man, this is the second time they've uh, they've joked about Wolverine. I wonder if. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be uh, funny. Let's move on to the next one, which is the patient. So this one we had seen the preview a while back, and I didn't even realize. Long time ago. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't even realize. Again, though, it's Hulu. Hulu is doing good stuff. Um, it's also FX. So Fox that owns is owner of Hulu. So. They they can put their stuff. They don't want to be known as Fox though. Yeah, Fox is so bad. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and FX is so good. Yeah, so they put it on Hulu, and so there's ten episodes. It's a mini series, and we are seven episodes in. That's when I found out, and we blew through. Me and the 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 girlfriend blew through the first five uh, episodes, and then we just finished the last two last night. They're only twenty minutes, so it's very bingeable, very easy. And basically, 
it's mostly just Steve Carell and Domhnall Gleeson uh, acting against each other. There's there's a few other people mm-hmm. here and there, but it's mostly them, and it is phenomenal. It is so good. I cannot. It gave me horrible nightmares uh, the first night, and then I was like, yeah. oh, I, I want more. And then I liked in the last two episodes, David Allen Greer, who I haven't seen in a while, plays. He, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, so yeah. Steve Carell goes to, uh, they call it, I think, a mind palace, uh, where it's this room we can go to kind of like escape to to remember things. He goes there and talks to his uh, deceased, I guess, mentor or former um, uh, therapist, Trink. Charlie Addison, <laughs> played by David Allen Greer, who did a, is doing a really good job. I, I, t- I always like David Allen Greer. I'm hoping he's in more stuff now because he's done a really good job in this. And I like him more seriously than I do comedic, actually. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think he's been great in a serious role. Um, yeah, he's been, he's been great. And although Steve Carell does a good job of keeping it serious, too. But then occasionally, like, the kind of funny little dry bit i mean i love that bit where he he's talking to him so he's using like you said that this therapist to kind of be his his self-calming mechanism right he's, he's he's giving himself some therapy while he's stuck in this area and and uh he says and uh david allen greer says to him hey you're at least you're still alive that's something right and he goes what are you jealous yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a nice little dry line that was yeah. pretty funny and uh yeah i just i thought this has been great and i, I the kenny chesney stuff has been pretty funny but yeah. uh no i agree with you it is it is the creepiest kind of creepy like i would say it's scary it's the creepiest kind of creepy yeah. like that this dude is walking amongst you that he's who you know what i mean that he he had a life he had i don't know it's just been overall it's just been so well done and it's short episodes it's like 20 minute episodes yeah, 20 minutes. uh it's gonna be 10 episodes i think yep, and it's 10. uh uh, it's a miniseries. It's done. There yeah. won't be any more. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very delightfully surprised with this. Yeah, no, it's been good. But it's not too surprising that it's been so good. So the, the creators. That's true, with that cast. <laughs> well, not just that, but the creators, Joel Fields and Joseph Weisberg, uh, both producers and writers on The Americans and then oh. uh, Damages, which are, I started Damages and I kept, and I just got distracted. I never made it through. I wish I would have. But like. It was so, so good for a long time. And then I just kind of I, God, I got this, distracted. This really, that really makes sense that you say that. I, I could almost see this whole series just being, instead of a serial killer, being uh, that Russian couple yeah. uh, with the therapists that are, that are debating whether or not to kill this guy. Uh, I mean, that, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. This, and this is totally up their alley. Okay. Yeah. No, it's been great. The cast has been great. I mean, so I, what would you give this show so far? It's hard to say so far because yeah, so much depends on how it ends. Mm-hmm, um, but but I, oof, if I was hard pressed. I'd say so far. So far, it's an eight, but I feel like it could be a nine. Yeah. Or it could be a seven, depending on how it ends. You know what I mean? So I'm I, I'm I'm very optimistic. Yeah. So right, you know. I would say an eight point five at least right now, just because what I've seen has been phenomenal. Even if the yeah, so if the far, ending's bad, it could be. I think just because what I've seen has been enjoyable, and I think even if at the end is bad, it could be a seven point five, but it could be a nine point five too. This could be really good. Um, the IMDb so far has got a seven point three, which is an eight point three in the real world. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes eighty seven percent critic score and eighty percent audience score, which I, seems very fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy just was in line with the audience just then. Yeah, that, that's probably right. 
But I'd give it. But again, saying that if I enjoy the ending, the whole thing gets bumped up to a nine. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's where it's what it's going to come down to. But I like where it's going. So, yeah. and I unfortunately saw the names of the next two episodes, and it kind of gave one away a little bit. Oh. But um, why do you always do that? Stop. Leave it. Alone. I didn't mean Just to. Enjoy I, it. I was just trying to see how many episodes there were, and it was. It's, it's, you know, it shows, says the episode name next to the next to the uh, episode, and I didn't mean to look at that. You can just uh, look at the top. Like, at the top above on IMDb, it says the yeah. patient above it, episode guide, 10. That means there's 10 episodes. Thanks for that. All right. Did you just dance playing? <laughs> Do what? Right. Did you just dance playing that to me? I just dance playing it to you. <laughs> Someone needed to. Someone needed to dance playing it to you. Um, I briefly want to touch on Family Guy. The new season, we kind of talked about how the last season, I think it's season 20, was really enjoyable, and we kind of took a break from yeah. it because Family Guy dipped. As I mean, shows that go that long, they can't sustain usually. Like Simpsons. When's the last time you watched a Simpsons episode? Um, yeah, but Family long. Guy kind of came back. It's been great. Uh, season 21 just started. I just watched the first episode, which was a nod to the Oscars, where they all do something from Oscar movies from the 90s. And it was fantastic. And we were talking this before we started recording. I If they did that every five episodes, where they did like a Family Guy taking on literature or tv or movie or they just put those characters into those worlds i am fine with that i would love that if they did like an hour and a half special on one of those that would be dynamite yeah i mean almost like the halloween heist episodes at least at least one a season right i mean they did the uh star wars ones yeah uh with the family guy yeah (laughs) the silence of the lambs was great (laughs) uh yeah i agree i'd like to see more of that yeah um, lastly, I want to talk about the greatest beer run ever. So the, the, it's on Apple TV and it just came out, I think last weekend. And I was excited to see this. The The trailer looked really good, but I gotta say the trailer gives the wrong tone for what this movie is. It looked like it was going to be a lot more. Okay. Um, have you seen it yet? I have not. Okay. No. So in the, what did you think, what was the tone you thought would be from the trailer? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I it felt kind of lighthearted, but yet, I mean, he's having to go through a war zone to get to these people. Yeah. So uh, that's tough to say, man. I mean, almost, I would not want to say forced gumpish, but you know what I mean? You know what? Uh, that's exactly what, that's, when I'm watching this, it's like, okay, so it's kind of for, like a forced gump. It, t- it hits on hard hitting stuff, but it's got like a, he's kind of like forced gump. Not that, I mean, they're both, they're both kind of different, um, but yeah, I w- that's a good analogy. That's kind of what I was thinking is Forrest Gump. Do they? I mean, I guess they say why he didn't just join the army. Right? So he did. Don't tell me why. Just... Well, it doesn't really matter. Um, like apparently, because okay. I think they kind of tell you he he was in it, but he was docked in like Boston or something. Like he just didn't get put turned over there, and he already did his like four years and is done. And now he's kind of oh, okay. doesn't really have a. A purpose in life is just kind of going to the bar, hanging out with his friends, lives with his parents. Um, it's Russell Crowe. They have him as like like he's on the thing. It says Zach Efron, Russell Crowe. So you think it would be those two in the movie together, um, but Russell Crowe's not. He's only in it for maybe a quarter of the movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked like actually. That character did look to me like it was going to be a small side character. Yeah, he was. I will say that much because he's not going to be there for any of the beginning portion. They they showed that they meet during the war, you know, yeah. during the war somewhere. I could see that being yeah a small 
part of that. But yeah, uh, and then Bill Murray's okay. in it for a little while. Um, it's mostly Zac Efron, but that's not. I mean, that's not crazy because he's doing this thing the whole time. It. I, maybe because I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, it, it's there's parts that are very very enjoyable. It takes a while to get going. I will say that. Like the first, the first like twenty to thirty minutes, you're like, it, it's him. He doesn't like he doesn't leave for the first twenty thirty minutes, and and so it takes yeah. a while to kind of get going. It's not bad. Um, it's it's not something I would like. Oh, you got to see this. But if you're like, eh, I'm gonna sit on the couch and I've got it's a two hour movie. And I've got some time to kill. Um, it's not, it's not bad. Yeah, if that helps. I, I will say. Go ahead, Evan. I said if that helps. That's kind of the. It, oh, the, the sorry, ratings man. I are you kind said of. I gotta pause. No, no, no. The <laughs> the ratings are kind of all over. So IMDb gives it a six point eight, which is like a seven point eight in real life, and I feel like that's probably really fair. Um, the on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a ninety percent audience score and a forty-two percent critic score. Okay, wow. All right. Well, you know, when I when I see the again, ha- not having seen it yet, right? Uh, when I see when I see the trailer and I and I read up a tiny bit about it, um, just because I really was interested, because you know, I mean, the, the first words that come across the trailer is this all really happened yeah <laughs> and really big letters across the screen and you're like did it though yeah <laughs> and because so, yeah i hear that a lot in fact they say that in fargo even though you know fargo's not real yeah uh, <laughs> well so, this one is oh based off a true story because the guy no i know I, I think, yeah i did some reading well don't, the, don't tell me too much no but so it's based off so the guy chicky donahue i think in real life he ends up becoming a um a journalist and so this was based off of a book that he wrote i believe about himself yeah, yeah i yeah. believe so that's was, right i gotta look and do i mean it is because well because they show like one of the pictures from like there's a picture that's taken in the movie and they show it compared to uh, the guy in real life and you're like oh okay well mm-hmm. at least some of it's pretty uh pretty real but yeah he's a former marine and he was a merchant seaman and then um i think Bought, said he bought Doc Fiddlers and ran it for several years. I don't know, but um, yeah. From what, so I saw him on a uh, on a talk show the other oh, day. Oh, okay. Like they're they're advertising. Yeah, and uh, what the what the host was talking. I can't remember who it was now. What the host was talking about was how I want to say Seth Meyers. How like it was uh, so much of like it was extremely accurate to real life. What really happened? Like it wasn't like uh, you know beautiful mind. Or, or even catch me if you can, where he, he he did a lot of these things, but the way that happened in the movie was changed dramatically to make it more cinematic. You know what I mean? Um, and this was like, this is how it really happened, step by step, almost. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. He's like, it, he's like, there's a little bit that was changed, but they're like, it was for the most part. He's like, it was ninety percent accurate. Oh wow! Um, and so that that's what blew me away. I was like, wow, okay, I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing it just for that reason. But whenever it is truly done the way it really happened i mean life's not cinematic right so yeah. it's, it's not going to be perfect there's going to be choppiness but i was okay with that yeah, yeah. I, I mean i'm definitely going to watch it then you know what yeah knowing that and maybe that's my own ignorance for not knowing that going into it that does make it different because there is like some pacing issues that were kind of sets on one thing but but if it's real life it's worth seeing i think it's worth seeing i would give it i would give it like a 7.2 um 
nothing against I mean Zach Efron was really really good in it I think he just doesn't get the more serious roles because he's a very good looking guy and it's you're like he can't be good that good looking and that good of an actor but like Brad Pitt hey, does it he's and Ted Bundy he's Ted Bundy that's right I heard he was good in that yeah, I heard. I heard he was pretty darn yeah. good. I, I still haven't seen it either, though. I have to admit. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, was he'll still good. get more. He should. He's a, he's a good actor. It's just yeah, coming from he was the high school musical Disney kid, and oh god, oh man, he's making Three Men and a Baby. Just when I'm starting to talk nice about you, you got to go and do a remake <laughs> of Three Men and a Baby. Uh, How much you want to bet he has his shirt off half the time and uses his shirt to make a diaper for the baby? Yeah, he's going to be the Tom Selleck character. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. His next like, next few things are untitled Netflix rom com, uh, Three Men and a Baby, um, a series called Killing, Killing Zach Efron. Uh, no, that might actually be good. Oh, he just, it's just Zach Efron going in deep into the jungle for remote dangers. I don't know. He had that one where he went around with like his trainer or something like that. I was like going to say, wait, isn't, is that the same one? Is, that, okay, is that different? No, this is a different one. But that was, I saw a little bit of that. That was not bad. It was pretty good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Ooh, this one sounds kind of, this is kind of interesting. The Iron Claw, uh, written and directed by Sean Durkin. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, he's done uh, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, which like got, um, uh, what's her got name? Got Elizabeth Olsen famous. Yeah, got yeah. her famous. Yeah, he's done some interesting, uh, interesting stuff. So he's doing one called The Iron Claw that uh, follows the story of Von Erichs, a dynasty of wrestlers who made a great impact on the sport from the 1960s to the present day. And the cast is Zac Efron, um, Jeremy Allen White, who we love from The Bear, Holt McAllany, which, who has always been criminally underrated, um, and Harris yep. Dickinson, who was in The King's Man which was the World War One? Oh, reboot. haven't seen that one. Okay. Don't do that. Um, oh, it I'm start, not gonna. It starts <laughs> the first half. You're like, oh, this could be really good. I don't know what people are talking about. Then the and they're like, oh, because there's a second half. All right, but he was fine. <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where they get you. Yeah, but he was Harris Dickinson was good. I think he was also in. Was he also in 1987? No, he was not. He was in Trust, which I heard was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I this sounds like an think interesting. I even know that. Yeah. But trust it was, um, it was the one. Remember when Kevin Spacey was in that movie about oh, yep, man, yep, the yep, family yep, where yep, they yep. cut off the ear, all the yep, money in the yep. world. So this was the TV FX version of it. Gotcha. That. I do remember that now. Yep, yeah. you're right. Okay. Um, yeah, that was the FX one. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I like Zac Efron. I he's been in good stuff. He's doing another movie. So this was directed by Peter Farrelly. I think written by two, or you know, written the screenplay, and he's doing another one called Ricky Stanicky. When three teens pull a prank and burn down a house in their neighborhood, they create a fake person to take the blame. Ricky Stanicky did it. 20 years later, we see that they have been using this alibi to get out of every uncomfortable situation in life. When their wives force them to set up a meeting with Stanicky, they hire an actor. It's got Zac Efron and John Cena in it. All right, I'm in. That's all right, that, <laughs> that, that's, that's enough for me. Sounds great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if I want Stanicky to be one of the people doing it or if, if I want Cena to actually be Stanicky. <laughs> I, I want him to be the actor they hire to be Stanicky. Yeah, that's that, what I mean. Yeah, because yeah. then he could be like, yeah. Uh, but you know what? I like him when he's a little bit. I like him when he's tame too. I don't know. I just enjoy me some John Cena. That's going to be good. Boy, the workout budget on that set is going to be ridiculous. It's going to. Be, I was going to say. I think that the the cost of that set will be nothing. It's just going to be like here's some weights. Yeah. <laughs> Keep him entertained. <laughs> we don't even need catering. Just uh, <laughs> there's some bird seed out there, and they can they can uh, they can eat it as they go down for a push up. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be so cheap. Uh, but yeah, no, you're probably right. Protein is expensive. Yeah. 
Um, that is everything we have for what you're watching this week. We will try and do a coming a, a coming attractions episode, some news and trailers, just because there's some really good stuff coming out this week. Uh, but until that time, catchphrase. What do you retort? Thank you.